right, all right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Today, I'm here with Paul Louis. He is the acquisition marketer at Plezi. Paul Louis, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing good. Thank you. What about you? Doing well, thanks. Just to get us started and give us a little bit of context, do you mind sharing a little bit about your background and why you guys started looking at newsletters? Sure. So today I'm working as an acquisition marketer at Pledzi. So my goal is to generate leads and users for Pledzi. And Pledzi is a software company providing and selling a B2B marketing automation tool that is dedicated to startups, to also small and medium-sized companies. So basically our software helps a marketing pro to generate leads and qualify them through a smart uh, lead nurturing program. So we recently launched a new pro- product called Pledzi One, which is freemium and is also targeting a more global audience. Uh, Pledzi being a French company, today our customers are mainly French. And so Pledzi One is made to help us getting more international user. And so that's also why we turned to newsletter advertising. What was the attraction to newsletter advertising? Was it from, I read your article on Medium, that's how we connected, but was there something that sparked the interest in trying newsletters for you? Different things. So first, there was more like a personal appeal. I'm a big newsletter fan. I subscribe to a lot of uh, newsletters. I often don't have the time to read them all, but I still manage to find new newsletters and uh, and subscribe to them. Uh, But also, I was convinced that as a marketing channel, it was really interesting because newsletter readers are really engaged. The personality of a newsletter author is often reflected in its content. And also because of the format, newsletter creators have to rely on the community to get known through word of mouth. And so this constraint allows them to build a really loyal and committed reader base who will pay attention to the author's recommendations, whether it's uh, sponsored or not. It was also a good lever for us to enter a new market since our brand is not really well known in uh, North America or the UK. And thanks to newsletter, we are already validated by someone that is already established on these different markets. So with the benefit of hindsight, do you have any advice around what software products you think would do really well with newsletters and which ones would not do so well? Because newsletter readers are busy and not specially looking for a product while they are reading the newsletter, so more looking for insights, advices, and things like that. So, yeah, to perform well, a product need to have a really clear value proposition that could catch a reader's attention in like two simple sentences. Because Registering for a new product is a pretty committing action. You can also add an incentive dedicated to the newsletter audience, whether it's a free trial version or a special offer uh, with a discount code dedicated to the newsletter audience. And that's the second idea that worked best for us. Other than that, I'd say content like uh, industry reports, ebook, maybe your own newsletter will work really well. That's a really great point. So basically... Keep in mind the sales cycle of your product. If it's a very complicated product, you may be interested in an ebook or your own newsletter as the promotion rather than the product itself. Okay, that makes sense. So once you decided that you wanted to test or work with newsletters as a channel, what was the first thing that you did? So the first thing was looking for different newsletters. We targeted two different 
kind of audiences, so marketing professionals and entrepreneurs. So I was looking for a big list of uh, newsletters addressing these audiences and then starting reaching out to the creators, uh, whether it was directly on uh, LinkedIn or by emails, just replying to their, their email addresses. And one thing that is great is that newsletter creators are really straightforward in terms of uh, prices and also the process of uh, collaborating with them. Along the way, I discovered Swapstack, uh, which is a marketplace where newsletters and brands can connect. And this made the process way easier to discover and vet a newsletter. And one thing that is great is that they showcase the prices directly on their profile on Swapstack. And then for each newsletter, once we agreed on a timeline and a placement, we tried different ads copy depending on the audience, whether it was for marketers or entrepreneurs trying to showcase different benefits from uh, Pledge One. So when you went to the stage where you were sourcing the newsletters to engage, you found Substack, which seemed to help the process. Were there any other databases that you found that were useful for finding newsletters? That's a good question. No, uh, we really first went like blindly searching for marketing newsletter on Google and then just reading the newsletter, seeing if it would be a good fit or not. And then we, I, I found out about Swapstack. And one thing that is good is also a lot of newsletter creators today have their own media kit where they tell about their audience, the different personas they have in their audience. And they're also really transparent about their performance, uh, open rate, click to rate. And some will even provide estimation of numbers of clicks on the ad placement. And you, you mentioned that you read the newsletters. Was there anything else that you did to vet them to shortlist the newsletters you wanted to work with? Not especially. Uh, it was, yeah, reading the newsletter, looking maybe on social media. They had also a, a nice following. I was looking more for an engaged follower base rather than the numbers of uh, subscribers they have on Twitter. But uh, yeah, do they know how to start a conversation with their audience, things like that. So the actual process of buying the ads from these newsletters, you send them a, a message on LinkedIn or Twitter and, and then what happens? So yeah, I send them a short message with a brief pitch of Pledzi. I ask them two things. Would it be a good fit for your audience? And uh, what would the process be like? And from then, you can go really quick. Either they have like an agenda where you can book directly uh, the day of your placement. Either they just tell you like next week can do fine. And then on our end, we are creating the copy. So the copy may, is usually a headline, a text, about 300 characters, a call to action, and sometimes a visual. In most cases, uh, I had to provide this by myself. I worked with some newsletters that created it for us, which was the best scenario possible because they put really their, their own tone of voice. They would shape it in a way that they know their audience will react to it. But every time when I sent the copy, I always asked for the feedback because I wanted also them to approve my copies because they know what's, what works best with their own audiences. Yeah, I always allowed them to tweak uh, a bit my, my copy. We also placed UTM tracking in our URLs, so we made sure to, pro to be able to track the newsletter ad performance. Then they sent 
they send the newsletter. Sometimes they will also share it on social media, the ad placement. Some newsletters also have their own website where they will share also the placement, which means also a backlink for us, which is always nice. And they will usually send by email the performance of the newsletter and the numbers of clicks their email tool reported. And then maybe we would agree on a second collaboration or not, depending on uh, how it went. You mentioned that there are multiple placements. Did you try more than one type of placement? And if so, what were the differences in the results? So we tried, yeah, three different placements. Main sponsor, which is usually a visual and a text directly in the intro of the newsletter. The basic sponsor, which is the same thing, but in the body of the newsletter. And a sponsored link. So some newsletters have a created links or useful links uh, at the end of the newsletter. And you can buy a link in that space, which is way cheaper, but also the exposure is less uh, interesting. In terms of performance, main sponsor works best because some newsletters have several sponsors in them. And if you have like the bigger placement, of course, your ad will stand out more than the other. But we are also quite happy of how the basic sponsor worked for us as well. And what was the difference in the prices between small and larger publications and also between the placements? So on average, we paid around $250 for newsletter with less than 10,000 subscribers and around $800 for newsletter with more than 10,000 subscribers. But I also was in talk with really big newsletter and can go from 1,000 to 2,000 newsletter ad because some really big newsletter also offer to create like a dedicated issue to your company, but we didn't try it because it can get quite expensive. Yeah, besides the number of subscribers, what influences the prices of the sponsorship is the reader's engagement according to the creator. Because, yeah, as I said, some of them state directly the number of clicks and conversation you could get in the media kit. Interesting. Did you find that there was a value play in that some smaller publications actually perform better than larger ones or it was generally the case that the more subscribers you would reach the better definitely like we found by analyzing how all different ads work best that our sweet spot will be a newsletter between 5000 and 10000 subscribers this is where we had like the most interesting cost per lead and i think it's because it's also like creators that don't work a lot yet with advertiser so they really help and make sure that user collaboration work best and really want to, you know, turn it into a long-term relationship. So they, yeah, they really make sure that it works best. And that's where we find the most success. When we're talking with bigger newsletters, it's, the process is really professional and uh, it's really smooth. But the performance can really vary and we face some disappointments with really big newsletter when we were really surprised by, by a smaller newsletter. That's a really hot tip to go with a smaller newsletter. Have you tried advertising in multiple newsletters of the same newsletter? So one week and the next week and the week after? Yeah, we tried it once. With uh, too long, didn't read marketing because we, yeah, we were quite happy of uh, how it turned out. And so we 
did another collaboration. My mistake was to provide the same ad copy uh, the second time. And it was only a three weeks apart. So the second time didn't work as well. But I'm planning on working again with them because we're really happy of the first ad copy. Just uh, we will make sure to tweak it a bit the next time, trying to showcase a different, different benefits or add uh, another discount, something like that. Speaking of mistakes, looking back on the process, what do you wish that you had done differently? Yeah, our main issue was uh, our landing page uh, because our value proposition was not clear at first. And because the ad format relies heavily uh, on a clear value proposition that you can summarize in like two sentences and then explain on your landing page. So if your landing page is not good enough, our users will just leave and we wasted time and money. So, yeah, really have strong landing pages, get feedback from marketers. We did it. Uh, we get help from uh, communities like uh, Hindi hackers. But that's still something we can improve today and we need to improve because it's a, a long process to come up with a perfect landing page. And another mistake was to do a better research on newsletter. Like really understand their audience and their content first. Because sometimes we targeted too many advanced marketers that were already equipped with a solution like ours, when our solution is for more beginners marketer, I'd say. For reference with the landing page, what was the difference in the conversion rate? And I'm looking for a number that people can keep in mind to know that their landing page is probably converting well enough for an email campaign. Would anything like that come to mind? Today, I think our conversion rate is around 8, 8%, which could Fantastic. be better, definitely. But when we started with newsletter ads, at first it was around 4%. Got it. And would you recommend a certain percentage that people have to have as the minimum in order to try newsletter advertising? I'd recommend around 10%, I think would be ideal which is something we still need to to be at. But yeah, because you're sending already qualified traffic, if you've done your research well, and because you already started to sell the product in your ad, I think the landing page should be, yeah, should be converting quite high. So how are you looking to continue to use newsletters now? Is it a a sort of a quarterly exercise where you will do it all in one date, like a launch, or do you look to do it consistently? Yeah, I'm trying to work it as a quarterly exercise. We are working at the moment with two newsletters each month. But in the first phase, we tried a lot of different newsletters when it comes to audience type, audience size. And now we kind of find our sweet spot and we already find creators we can trust when it comes to performance and process. So now we will focus on working with newsletters of this kind and working again with creators we worked already with. Yeah, that's interesting in that it's an investment by the sounds of it in the early stage of finding the right creators. Does that sound right? Yeah, definitely. We tried a lot of different things and now we know what works best. And uh, as you look to scale it, is there anything that in particular that you'll be trying differently? When we started, Pledzi One was a freemium tool and we didn't launch the paid plan yet. So we marketed it as a 
free tool. But now that we have our first premium plans, we will try to generate paying user directly. And so that also allow us to, to create new kind of offers like discount codes, free trial version. So that's something we will try from now on. Just out of curiosity, the user acquisition cost for your current model, for the, the freemium model, how much does that come in at? On newsletter sponsorship only, we are around $50 per lead, per user, I mean. But in all marketing channel, in general, we are around $15 per user. All right. Bit of a fun question for you. If you could implement a newsletter marketing um, activity for any brand, which would it be and how would you go about it? So, um, yeah, a brand I really like uh, would be HREF, the SEO tool. I know they already are big on uh, podcast advertising. They published a nice article about their feedback on how it went for for them. That was also one of my inspiration for my uh, newsletter return experience. And so for HREF, there is already a lot of newsletter around content creation, around SEO, and that address different level of expertise. So, um, yeah, they can address their different personas like this from the content marketer that is trying to create content that will rank well to SEO professionals of our freelancers that work with different clients. So, yeah, we could easily imagine different copy that will highlight the different issue that each of these personas is facing and how Ahrefs could help them. Okay, so say I dropped you in Ahrefs right now so the first thing you would do would you be exploring budget or would you be exploring a test case or proposal or how would you go about implementing the the, the campaign yeah i think a test at first like targeting i'd say four different newsletter each addressing a different persona of uh, href and seeing which work best and then scaling up as the ones that work best. Excellent. All right. Apart from newsletters, what would be your focus now? Trying to have a scalable growth strategy for Plezy One. Our goal basically is to grow each month by 20%, which was easy at first when we had no user, but now it's getting more and more challenging. So we have a different marketing mix. A lot is also relying on SEO where we're creating content each week and trying to get this content uh, on top of uh, Google and winning us a uh, user on the long term. I'm also trying Facebook ads, but I'm having some uh, difficulties to have like the performing Facebook ads. So that's something I'm trying to improve again and again. And also, yeah, working on different communities. We launched on Product Hunt a few weeks ago. I'm also active on uh, Reddit and Indie Hackers, trying to find also the nice recipe between acquisition and being also like a, a helpful and valuable member to the community uh, because I don't want to be all about myself on there. So yeah, all these different channels, trying to grow on them. I'll make sure to put a link to the Product Hunt link in the show notes. How should people connect with you? So people can connect with me on LinkedIn and Twitter. It's just my name, Paul Louis Vallat. And yeah, I'd be happy to, to chat with your audience. Fantastic. Paul Louis, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you.